When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. And today, I'm excited to share more of my audition for the One Shot host position with you all. I'm Renee Rhodes, she, her, and I'll be playing host and storyteller for today. I've got an incredible group of performers, the very best, like no one ever was, to play Anamon's story by Zach Barrow. Now that they've created their kids, it's time to create their Animon and begin our Saturday morning cartoon-style one-shot adventure. So without further ado, click on the television and cue the music and join us in the world of Animon Story. And we are going to decide our Animon now. So I hope you all have gotten to think a little bit about the type of Animon you would have as your kid. Now remember, our Animon in our story are attracted to, drawn to dreams. So tends to be very representative of the types of dreams your kids may have and relate to those. But first up, we'll start with classification. Your classification is kind of like not the elemental type of a Pokemon, but just how they look. So we've got dragon, beast, avian, insect, plant, aquatic, celestial, infernal, machine, fairy, nightmare, and unknown. Do any of you know what classification your Animon will be? I'll also add that for our one shot today, we are building basic Animon, but Animon do have varying stages of evolution, including a fledgling, a basic, and so on and so forth. I'm thinking, despite his his outer appearance, either fairy or celestial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I just tried really hard to make it seem punk and. We could um, have like scary. a spike necklace or like dark eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I might there's go... a lot of fairy ghost type Pokemon where you can like pull inspiration. That's true, actually, oh, yeah. A couple. I might go with I'm gonna go with Celestial. Yeah. Great. Okay. Anyone else got any uh, uh classifications for your Animon in mind? I'm torn between um, plant or machine, which are complete opposites. opposites. <laughs> yeah, very different there. Because like plant, if I wanted a likeness or machine for like what Drac is doing, uh, just for that complete contrast. Mm -hmm. um, so I will waffle and consider, well, uh, Kenna and uh, James, if you want to figure out what y'all want for Max and Minnie. Yeah. I, I think Max is going to go with a dragon, but it's like partway between 
I think like either a snake or or like an eastern dragon and a bird because I kind of feel like the the bracelet that I gave to my friend was like a serpent of some kind um, and they gave me the bird charm. So together they are, you know, this like winged winged reptile. So James, does that imply no no, we'll come back. I I, I guess I'm curious and I'll I'll leave this to you to determine throughout the story, but I'm curious if your animon came to you before or after your friend left. Oh, oh I got it. You don't have to answer yeah. now. We'll I'll we'll do that in the story. But sure. uh worth a thought. I'm curious. All right, Kiana, what you thinking? I'm thinking golden retriever vibes. Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> oh. It feels I correct. Love it. it feels yeah. correct. I was like the, hello, hello, I'm here. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> We're going somewhere. All right. Um, <laughs> that kind of that kind of vibe. So 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 dog like, in some form. B, did that give you enough time to decide? I'm gonna go machine. Okay, We're doing it. I like it. All right then. Next, you'll choose your element, which will further inform uh, your animon. There are strengths and weaknesses to elements, which we will uh, discover throughout our story, but you know some of the basics, like from Pokemon starters, fire beats nature, beats water, beats fire. So depending on the uh, matchup of elements, the combat may include setbacks or boosts to your roles, depending on your opponent's type and your animon's type. Uh, any idea what kind of elemental type your animon would be? Yeah, I read that uh, this is like supposed to be reflective of the dreams that you have, correct? Yes. Oh, cool. So it, that is not inherent to uh, animon, but for our animon specifically, they do seem to be tied to dreams. Uh, so if there is something in your character that you feel would resonate with this particular animon that was drawn to you, uh, that may inform your decisions. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go with light then. Great. Very fitting. All right. Anyone else? The other types are light, dark, mirage. Electric, earth, and wind. Y'all, y'all got something? I don't want to <laughs> have to pick next. I, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go with Mirage. Nice. Okay. To kind of link with the facade he's trying to keep of being tough, um, having to do with like uh, animal that can, I assume, create and manipulate mirages and illusions, kind of fits well. Great. Yeah, that's perfect. Kiana, what are you thinking? I'm I'm thinking Earth. I'm thinking this kind of the, this this kind of be able to be grounded and like you know the stability and like the of you know being part of the group and like having that that stability of like I'm I'm like one of them and instead of this kind of childhood being this very fluctuating thing where you're out of kind of out of control of a lot of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Earth feels appropriate as like a kind of that reverse like that the, the need for that foundation <laughs> okay B how are you feeling uh, that was perfect that helped me so I will take dark ooh mm. okay we've got a light mirage and a dark that is a full uh, weakness triangle there uh, and I love it yeah. <laughs> I love I, I love that the all the older kids have have that that fun triangle together and I'm over right. here be like hi <laughs> <laughs> very different but it's uh that's perfectly fitting 
So next up, each po- uh, each blah, blah, blah. today is going to be a challenge of Renee saying Animon instead of Pokemon. Same, um, Same. yeah. Animon have different natures and personalities, which has both a positive and negative side. Now you can find these on page 50, or 49, excuse me, in the book. And uh, but I'll read a few of them as an example. There's balanced, which could be fair but indecisive, friendly, so kind but gullible, or cautious, careful but fearful. Check out the uh, natures, and if you have any you would like to add and make up on the spot, feel free to let me know. Hmm. I'm interested in cautious. Great. Uh, and I want to go with headstrong for sure. <laughs> So brave but stubborn. Very nice. I think I'm going to go friendly. If, if, if we're going golden retriever vibes, we got to go golden retriever vibes. Uh, yeah. That's good. I think I'm going to go eager, uh, confident, but overambitious. Okay. Okay. Next, we'll determine stats. So for stats, you will have a uh, base one in each of power, which is uh, Pokemon's damage, Heart, which is their health. Brains, which uh, determines their initiative and signature attacks. Number of uses that they can use their signature attacks in battle. And agility, which is how swift and dexterous they are and informs their dodge score. You have the base of one, and then you have eight points that you can distribute as you see fit to each of those stats with the maximum of four okay, in any given. Know. Wait, can we really min-max this? But no. (laughs) (laughs) So take some time, uh, assign those, and uh, when you're ready, we can uh, share what their stat distributions are. I'm so curious. Like, who's going to have the tanky one? Who's going to have, like, the the little ball of information? (laughs) What do I want for a careful but fearful dark machine named Glamtron? Hmm. You got a name already as well. Whoa. I love naming things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, B I is still on have top no clue what I'm going to name mine. Uh, I mean, I came up with the name first. Glamtron just felt very fitting with Alaska. So I, yeah, everything else came after. No, I love it. <laughs> you want, I can tell you what mine are. That would help, yeah. That help? <laughs> Hearts for me is going to be four, power is going to be three, agility is going to be two, and brains is going to be three. Nice. Awesome. I went with three for heart, four for power, three for agility, and two for brains. <laughs> I went three for heart, uh, two for power, four for agility, three for brains. Okay. I have three heart, four power, two agility, and four brains. Awesome. Okay. That is stats decided. So that will help us set our derived stats. So the HP for each of your Animon will be a base five plus three times your heart. So go ahead and fill that in. Thankfully, that is the most complicated math. <laughs> Next up is your damage, which is two times your Animon's power. Your dodge skill is equal to your agility, and their initiative is equal to their brains. All right, next up is your Animon's signature attack. These are abilities that are unique to them and uh, with names which they may cry out as they use them. Um, (laughs) These signature attacks can start with a name and then we can kind of define them from there and you can pick an effect. 
you will have a number of uses of this signature attack equal to an Anamon's brains score, which Anamon can refresh uses when they catch their breath and recover. Cool. So does anyone have any ideas for their signature attack name based off of their character's uh, class and element so far? I'm thinking like shadow sparkle and then insert what the attack will do. Ooh, okay. It's like shadow sparkle stun or shadow sparkle smash. Exactly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Anyone else? I'm, I went with uh, uh, Paper Flock, and I'm thinking of, in, in Spirited Away, those paper birds that, like, mm-hmm. kind of aggressively um, attack. I, I feel like it's like that, but, like, they are, like, glowing lights that, like, basically the Anemon flies really, really fast and then splits into a bunch of glowing lights and then flies through things is, is my idea. That's beautiful. Heck yes. Um, I did decide on overcharge because I feel like I just, I have no agility. So like I can just kind of sit in place and just charge up my laser. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, we're going to call it Shadow Sparkle Overcharge. And I know what it's going to be called. Mine's going to be called, I'm going to probably try and think about playing words, but right now I think it's going to be called Dante's Inferno. (laughs) Got it. Nice. And, and I think the, the idea of it is like it makes the illusion of what um, it's going to be. I think it's like it makes the illusion of like the inside of a volcano or something like somewhere fiery. Ooh. And it's it's the mirage is real enough that they actually take damage from it. Ooh. OK. Yeah. My 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 Internet infected brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is something about like believing in me that believe in you? Because that's just really funny to me Mm. (laughs) just that kind of you know that could work i mean it could be longer than just two words (laughs) yeah it's fine i love it think of your little animon saying this as they leap to use it in battle that's very cute (laughs) it's incredibly funny to think of a of a golden retriever saying that to me that's like Uh, a full sentence (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll go with that for now okay and each of you, have you decided an effect or have you been able to look at the effects for this attack? That was where I took overcharge, right? Yes. To go overcharge? Okay, cool. In that case, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna take explos- explosive then. Nice. Great. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh I'm gonna pick a power transfer then. This Ooh, makes sense I had a the, feeling. for the name of the of the att- of the ability. Oh, that works me. really well. And Minnie's little Anemon. I'm torn between multi-element and block break. Oh, block break do again. Because, like, I feel like it, you know, it's a swarm of these little paper things coming at you. So that could easily put you off your guard or it's, uh, you know, combining, like, the the wind element with uh, light. Ooh, I do like that. Okay, we'll do multi-element then. That's easy. I just think that's fun. Okay, and next to last thing for your Animon, you will need to decide a quality. This is a physical feature or, or personality feature that stands out. Things like a force field, a rocket, rocket launcher, launcher, sharp claws, <laughs> spiked fists. Like, what has your Pokemon got that makes them unique? And this is something that narratively can be used throughout the story to add capability to their roles. Oh, cool. 
So whatever you pick will be at rank one. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Some of these are just like basic, like climbing, swimming. And we got radiant glow, calming presence. 360 vision. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal spines. Expert Aww. hacker. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. I didn't see I'm that. In. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rocket is wild to me. The yeah. idea that uh, anyone just pulls out a rocket launcher is wild. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it makes me happy. I'm going to go with heavy body because, you know, when you're smoking, you try to pick up a big dog. Oh, and it's just yeah. Not it's like, it's like a bag of bricks. Yeah. 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 It's just sad, but, you know, for everybody. <laughs> Okay, I like that. I think I'm going to go with counterattack. Oh. I think that kind of represents how, at least I think Ikemba, whenever anyone points out any shortcomings, he's always got some kind of quip to come back at them with. Whether or not he's good is a different story, but um, he always has some kind of retorts, and I think it'll be interesting for his animon to reflect that. I like that. My only visual for this little chunk of metal is like, they're like, I just have like a like BB-8, but like just, uh, it's, let me think about what else. Um, they're sparkly. Mm-hmm. Probably have rhinestones on them. They're Ew. cautious. Maybe just metal plating. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that works. And I'm torn between incorporeal form and flight because, like, obviously in my mind, this creature flies. Um, mm-hmm. But there is something about the creature, like, being there and not quite there that I think is, like, ties a lot of things together. Yeah. I, mm. But being able to use flight, I don't know, just as, like, an extra... Uh, see, I don't know. Is it only yeah. worth the one dice? I think I, you- I'm gonna go with flight (laughs) okay and yeah these are things you could narratively use at any point so uh say for b your animon uh if they wanted to hunker down into their like retreat into their metal plating to try and like withstand or attack an attack instead of strictly dodging that would still contribute to the dodge roll it's just a different narrative spin on it okay okay Okay, last thing, and again, uh, B, we're going to go straight to you for this. What is your <laughs> Animon's name? Name that Animon. This is Glamtron. Yes. <laughs> they are cautious, careful but fearful. They are a machine, elemental dark, with a signature attack of shadow sparkle overcharge and some metal plating. I've now revamped my visual. I think they're more of like a, a, a glamorous Roomba. Um, but it kind of looks like a rock, just like uh, a moving rock, you know? I love it. A bejeweled moving rock. Yeah, and all the jewels mm-hmm. are their eyes. <laughs> Many eyes. <laughs> they get poked in the eye all the time, so it's like no big deal. Great. My animal's name is Borkifer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Kiana, could you spell that for me, yes, please? Yes, it's B-O-R-K-I-F-E-R. Borkifer. Love that so much. <laughs> wow. My Animon's name is going to be Soranir, and it looks like a crane um, with, like, instead of a crane head, like a snake coming out of out of its neck. 
and it has it's it's white with these like very light blue highlights on on the tips of its feathers and uh in its oh. eyes and whatnot as a dragon air lover i uh love this animon already <laughs> um and could you spell that for me please yes that's s o r a n i r awesome drac how you doing <laughs> I know B was like already prepared for this question, and not everyone is B. So naming yeah. things is hard. It really yes. is tough. Unless you're B, and then they've got <laughs> it just, already just in their pockets. Unless you're B, or with. you're just gonna you're gonna pull on internet memes like I am. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I think. Uh, yeah, I know it's gonna be Arc Angle. Um, <laughs> Instead of Arch, um, Angel. Arch Angel. Yep. Arch Angel, yeah. <laughs> Great. So A A R C A N G L E. Arch Angel. I love um, the, the, you know, somebody could look at me like, did you mean? <laughs> I was like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> and I think they're a very kind of like long, kind of lanky, like humanoid with a kind of smooth dome for a face, but everything else about them is very harsh angles. Mm. And they have a halo that kind of, I think have like three halos interlocked with each other and constantly spinning around each other, over each other, their head. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is everyone. Uh, I love it. If you want to go ahead and add your Animon's name into your uh, title on Zoom, much appreciated. That'll just help us all keep track. Your Animon are within your control. So effectively you'll be playing kind of two characters. So for instance, you could say, I'm walking down a hall and my Animon is keeping a lookout while I do so. However, there will be some moments where I interject as the GM. I will, for instance, play their voices. And there may be moments when your Animon knows something that you do not, uh, in which case, I will also be able to step in. So with all that said, I have a few more questions for you and then we will get into it. This is just a quick character question. We know Max and uh, Minnie uh, are related, but what are y'all fa y'all's family structures look like? Do you have uh, parents, siblings? I have an older sister who okay. is an adult and I think she's like my parent figure at this point i think our parents uh passed away a while ago uh, nothing tragic or anything like that i think it was passed away quite a while ago and my older sister who is probably like i don't know maybe 24 25 has been kind of looking after me and her okay can i be i don't know like what the parameters of this are but like i don't have a family i just kind of show up sometimes i go to school Sure. Um, I'm probably truly like a, a foster care kid and I just don't want to admit it. So like, I just, yeah, nobody knows, has never seen my home. I never walk uh, home, you know, with a friend past a certain point. I tell people I live in the forest that I was raised by deer. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. There's got to be a rumor amongst the teachers at school that you are an <laughs> Absolutely. animal. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. Everyone thinks Alaska's an animon. Wait, I actually love that. <laughs> I was like, are they? I mean, are we it makes sense. <laughs> so Max and Minnie, 
our siblings, but uh, what about their parents? Um, I think we have at least one parent. Um, someone had to pack Minnie's lunch. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Unless it was Max, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'll Max. leave that up to you. Maybe, maybe a single parent home kind of situation, um, which means that it's why I'm always with Max, as it's kind of like following along, just being like, you know, when your your parents politely shoot shoot you out of the mm-hmm. house, go um, get some fresh air forever. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, not the forever part, but. <laughs> Yeah, like a single parent situation makes that more of a thing. Like that, many relies a lot more on on Max for family. Sure. As James, thing. does that work for you? I think that works for me. Great. Okay, what parent do y'all have? I'm I'm open either way. Do we have Do we have a mom or dad? Uh, let's go. Let's go with a mom. Cool. Okay. All right. And with that, we have our character set, we have our Animon set, and we are ready to jump into our story for the day. Hey heroes, it's Renee, your host and storyteller here with a few one-shot network announcements. On August 15th, OSN is launching their Kickstarter for the third season of our all-ages actual play, Skyjack's Courier's Call. I love this show and highly recommend that you check it out if you haven't already. A new season is a perfect time to start supporting the show. Kieran, Cece, and June are reuniting once more in an all-new season of adventures in the Swiftwell Courier Service. After the events of Audrin Prom sent them to separate ships, will they be able to come together again to face the trials ahead? Listeners can help us fund this production, get involved with Dear Audrin Letters and Tales from Thornvale, and fund bonuses for the cast and crew. Find the link in our show notes to receive a notification when that Kickstarter project goes live. Next, the listener surveys for the one-shot host audition are coming out. We'd like listeners to tell us how they feel about each candidate and the games that they're running. Patrons can look for the updates with links to each survey on Patreon, while public feed listeners can find survey links at oneshotpodcast.com. Please support your favorites, let us know what you think, and help us choose between all of these talented performers. Y'all, it really is a group of talented performers. If you haven't checked out the other series, please do. And now, a word from our sponsors. It is a peaceful morning in the town of Bassinet. The sun is peeking up. Across the sky float clouds of dandelion-type animon. Just clinging together and occasionally separating and spreading off into small floating spores that cast shadows on the ground from above. Each of you wakes up in your home from a dream suspiciously similar to the dream you first had when you woke up and found an egg in your bedroom and you first met your Animon companion, Max. What dream did you first have the night before you met your Animon companion? So it was Max running after his friend who I, gosh, I should name. Oh boy. 
what was the kid from Spirited Away? Chihiro? Um, what's the other name in there? Uh, the boy with the, or the kid with the short hair. Haru? The dragon, Haru. Haru, yeah. Sure, why not? So Max is running after Haru in this field where, like, it, it's one of those things where the world around you is so light and you, you just see uh, the grasses and uh, the sun feels warm on your skin. We're running, uh, we're laughing, um, and I'm having trouble keeping up. Haru turns back to me and, and reaches out a hand uh, and, and says, come on. And I grab her hand and then I'm awake and in my hand is the Animon egg and it is warm like like my friend's hand was in the dream. Oh, amazing. Minnie, I will ask you the same question. I think in this dream, I'm hanging out with my friends, but you know, I'm just suddenly the same age as them. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a, a, a little bit taller, you know, I, I'm going to, to clash with them and, and everything. And nobody seems to remark on it. It's just, it's just kind of what's happening. You know, we're, we're going through a, a it seems like a pretty boring dream. We're just going through like a normal school day. But instead of, you know, every single day where at school I would be split off into a different class because I'm like four years younger than everybody else, I'm, I'm doing everything with them. It's just kind of nice and mundane uh, in that sense. And yeah, when I when I uh, wake up, I think I, I, I like don't notice the egg at first. I like stand up and like check my height against the like probably the, the wall with the with the height <laughs> markers on it. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't grow anymore. Um, <laughs> and then the egg is waiting for me uh, as soon as I, I realize it's there. Of course, this morning, your Animon are no longer eggs, and Max Soranir blinks at you, clearly having been awake for some time and waiting for you to arise, whereas Borkifer uh, is eagerly so excited to see you, <laughs> Minnie. <laughs> Best thing about the morning. What is your morning routine? Both of you. The morning routine is Minnie actually gets out of bed, like, does the full body pet of Borkifer <laughs> and then runs over to Max's room and like knocks on the door, knocks on the door, knocks on the door. Hey, 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 wake up. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> well, I think Max is an early riser. So what happens is you do this knocking routine and almost every morning Max is behind you with two bowls of cereal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ready to have the day going. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So y'all have your cereal. This morning, your mom is in the kitchen. She has just finished packing a lunch for Minnie. She no longer packs a lunch for you, Max. I believe she thinks that you would prefer the cafeteria to her lunch boxes, or at least that is the impression that you've got. She doesn't want to be too embarrassing for you. And so she finishes packing Minnie's lunch and she says, all right, the two of you finish up and get ready to go. I've got everything in order. I, uh, I'm so sorry. I will be working late tonight, but I will be back as soon as possible. And there is some leftover mac and cheese casserole in the fridge for you to reheat if necessary. And if you need anything else, uh, feel free to uh, 
contact Miss Maid, our uh, housekeeping Anamon, who is a very good friend of the family. Um, of course, both of you are familiar with Miss Maid. And uh, she will be over to just check in on you and make sure you've got everything you need, okay? Okay, Mom. Okay, son. <laughs> and she uh, hands you your backpack fully packed. Yeah, uh, he he takes it like with a flourish. He'll throw uh, the backpack over one arm and twirl his scarf around his shoulders, um, uh, basically in the same motion. Great. Yeah, and, and I'll be like, okay, thanks, mom. Bye. Uh, in that quick succession of like, grab lunch, grab bag, hug. Wait, hug mom. wait. Okay, <laughs> and she pulls you into a hug, kisses your forehead, and then uh, sends you off out the door. At the door. Max, you know, turns back over his shoulder to his mom and goes, don't let them take more time than they need. (laughs) And walks out the door. She just nods. She's very used to this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unfortunately, she's still got to work, at least for now. Uh, Not if Max Max has anything to say about (laughs) it. I love Max so much. (laughs) (laughs) Akimba, you similarly wake up from a dream that was just like the one you had when you first met your Animon. Would you like to tell us about it? Yes. The dream starts off as just a normal day. He's snoozed his alarm maybe three or four times now. And at this point, he hears a knocking at his bedroom door of his sister, telling him to wake up that he's going to be late for school. He groans and kind of rolls out of his bed, rubbing his eyes, saying, Yeah, I'm, I'll am i be there. Just give me a sec. Five more minutes. Walks out, goes through his day where his, he has cereal, the sh- most sugary thing he can find with a side of milk, really. There's, it's honestly not really much of a cereal more. He just has it plain at the end of the day. And then steps out and freezes as he sees that when he steps out, they're just voids beyond oh. his house. There's like a small perimeter of like cracked earth where his house is standing on, floating in this space. But beyond that, there's just nothing. There's no winds, there's no sound, there's nothing to see. It's just dark stillness. And then as he understandably hesitates and then backs up to go back into his house or call for his sister, he turns around and the house is gone. And he's just on a floating island. And as he begins to panic, the island crumbles and crumbles from the perimeter inwards until he's got barely a foot of earth left to stand on. Then that crumbles out from beneath him and he falls through this void. And for a while, he's, he can't even tell if he's up, upright or upside down. Everything is just the same around him, but he can tell he's falling. And then he looks in front of him and he sees a glowing hand reach out from the void. And just for any kind of des- any kind of help, any just out of desperation, he grabs onto it and then wakes up. And I think similarly to Max, wakes up with the egg in the hand he used to grab this helping hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, I almost thought that I asked you about your morning routine there for a oh, second. No. <laughs> Does it very much reflect the dream that you just had? I think usually he would have, but I think this woke him up before his, he was even able to snooze his alarm. I think this wakes him up on time and he jolts sure. awake. 
and he can probably hear his sister downstairs uh, making breakfast. But he just sits there for a moment, breathing heavily, and then looking to the side to see if his animal, <laughs> if Arc Angle is still around or still there. Arc Angle is there, no longer an egg, uh, but as a basic Pokemon uh, who also uh, very eager to start the day, ready to go when you are, and uh, that it means usually before you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just kind of wake up and look around because I think I'm like, I had this dream when Arc Angle arrived, and I saw so look around for another egg. Like, did <laughs> anything appear? <laughs> So you don't find any other egg. And in fact, Archangel is looking at you a little confused, maybe slightly offended. Oh, I don't mean anything by it. I just had the... Never, never mind. <sighs> Morning. Hey, am I not enough for you? No, you're more... You're more you know you're cool as hell, Archangel. You're way more than enough. I just, you know... When you showed up, I had a dream and I had the same dream today... So I just thought maybe something happened. Huh. I mean, it could be... Oh, never mind. Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> Roll Let's out go! of bed. Oh, he was always so energetic. Okay. I'll shuffle out of his bedroom. So usually you would hear your sister in the morning uh, making breakfast in your house. Uh, but today, her alarm is still going off in her bedroom and uh, would have been for about an hour now. And she has not emerged. Kind of furrow his brow as he steps out. I think he's used to either being woken up to the smell of already made breakfast or um, the incessant knocking from his sister trying to wake him up from the multiple times he snoozed his own alarm. Kind of stands there for a moment. Uh, hey, sis, your alarm, is, your alarm is still going off. Like, yells it downstairs because he thinks she is downstairs and will shuffle over to her bedroom. Yeah, there is no response from the kitchen. Or her bedroom, actually. Weird. Uh really annoying and i will open her bedroom door to go and turn off this alarm okay the alarm is going off next to her couch very loudly now that you're in the room especially but your sister is still in bed uh under the covers just absolutely passed out she looks exhausted he stands there for a moment kind of contemplating whether or not he should wake her up she's kind of been working hard and we'll go over to the alarm and turn it off and gently shake her. He says, can't believe I'm the one doing this. You're going to be late. And like shakes her. She does not wake up. She is breathing. But she does not wake up. I think there's like a moment of uh, confusion. I don't think it's panic. I think it's confusion. Like, she's not really a deep sleeper. Uh, sis, and again, shake her a bit further. And still, you find she is not waking up. And it is at this point you notice that your sister's Animon isn't in the room either. 
B. I am very curious to know about Alaska's first dream the night before they met Glamtron. I think this dream took place in the school, if it's like a soccer field or a football field, whatever our main sport field would be. <laughs> and it, like the first snippet is it's in the middle of the day. Um, there's a, a game going on in one field and then in the field that Alaska's standing in with a bunch of uh, her peers, there's two captains and they're trying to pick, you know, this team, that team, this team, that, that team. And every time Alaska is picked last, but that doesn't deter her. And then there's this uh, dark fog that kind of uh, rolls in. And the scene changes to when um, they are back at home. And I, I say home gently because it's like a... Uh, a large bungalow, we'll say, with like two to three bedrooms, which have like six children per room. Um, and Alaska is sleeping on a on a top of the bunk bed, we'll say, holding on to a uh, a stuffed, we'll say, a stuffed cat. Uh, but it's like a, a round cat with little stubby, stubby feet. And it's like such a, a well, well-loved stuffed animal that's probably been passed down from like kid to kid that it's a brown color and a couple of the legs have fallen off. So it's more of like a rock lump shape right now. <laughs> and they hold on to it tightly while the, the crying of kids who can't fall asleep kind of surround the air. And Alaska is just saying it's going to... Um, it's going to be okay. Everybody, please. I, I have friendship bracelets. I know you're like three years old, but doesn't everybody want a friendship bracelet? Come on, no more tears. And there's nothing that they can do to make the, the crying stop. When do you wake up? Mm, when? I mean, probably in the middle of the cacophony of this, this imagined... Um, just crying just sad crying kids that just want to have more than just each other around um and that that kind of feeling of sadness is what wakes them up uh holding on to their stuffed uh lump cat okay and you find also you are holding on to an egg lump cat is on the floor now <laughs> replaced of course glamtron now is no longer an egg and is there to be found every morning. Perhaps Lump Cat has a, a spot at the at the foot of your bed. Yeah. But uh, is, is not quite as cuddly as it was before, especially since when it comes down to it, as hard as that cat, stuffed cat turned out to be, it's basically as easy to cuddle as Glamdron at mm -hmm. this point. Mm. Been training for this my whole life. And what about your morning routine? I've been very curious to know. Yeah, I think Alaska's morning routine is making a giant pot of oatmeal, like flavorless oatmeal. I think they might be the oldest in this household. It's just a couple of like toddlers and like youngins from like six to ten. So it's like kind of like a, a hierarchy of like the oldest kid takes care of like the rest of the kids and like whoever else is old enough to set the table, put babies in the like those bibs that have like the little cup thing so you can just like slop the oatmeal in there and just really hope that they do their best yeah. mm -hmm. until some of the the folks who work here are up and helping out with everything else uh, making sure that everybody does actually eat this pot of flavorless oatmeal <laughs> 
To your surprise today, you do find that it is pretty slow. In fact, uh, only one of the helpers is up and uh, looks pretty tired and overworked trying to get everyone's oatmeal dished out to them, but there are several seats at the table where there's a steaming bowl of oatmeal and no kid. As uh, the helper informs you, oh, uh, we have a couple of kids who are, are sick today and are gonna stay home from school, but I already made all of the oatmeal. Oh. I didn't realize. No, yeah. I mean, I knew that Pennsylvania was gonna get sick when she was sneezing so much. Mm-hmm. And then when I Ohio, know. yeah, he just spent all that time in the bathroom. It makes sense. I'm sure they'll be okay, though. I can eat all the oatmeal if that would I make you feel happier. If you wanted extra oatmeal, oh, I would love for you to eat the extra. If if you want to, of course, Alaska. And uh, <laughs> pushes it over to you. No expectations, goes about the rest of her chores. Yeah, like, I can absolutely eat all of this. What's the worst that's going to happen? It'll come out of my nose. (laughs) Okay, well, don't get sick. We have a nose. We have enough sick kids in our hands today. Oh, yeah. Do you, like, do you want any help with them? Oh, no, no. Alaska, you should go to school. Uh, We have helpers. And uh, she kind of looks a little frantically at her watch where she typically gets notifications. Uh, She is the only helper here right now and seems to be a little stressed, but really doesn't want you to know it as she bustles about the kitchen. I'm going to try to find a way to help, um, even if that's just getting a bunch of the the like uh, grade schoolers ready for just helping them like pick out their outfits, brush their hair, brush their teeth. I feel like I have a terrible toothbrushing technique. It's just like way too much toothpaste, toothbrush, and then you walk <laughs> away. Like you don't follow up. <laughs> just hope they're not covered in it. <laughs> you help to get a few of the kids. And it's actually not that hard because uh, between the two of you with as many uh, kids as she's saying are sick, uh, there aren't too many to get ready. And uh, she says, all right, thank you so much for your help. But please, you really ought to be getting to the bus stop. If you'll just... Take keep an eye out for them on the way there. Uh, yeah, like I absolutely can. Everybody will be great, especially. Oh, New York is covered in toothpaste, but it's show and tell. So I think that. Hey, you're okay. brushing here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see the toothbrush. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine waking up and naming a child Ohio. <laughs> uh, shows violence that day <laughs> whatever parent made that choice <laughs> so the bus stop is also pretty empty and despite the fact that at least some of you are on time I'll let you determine if that is true of your character or not the bus is still not here Oh, I'll tap uh, Glamtron Glamtron what time is it 8.35. So, like, our bus is definitely late, isn't it? Definitely late. Okay, well, that's not okay because that's going to make people sad. Can we, can we help? Should we be the bus? Should I do stand-up comedy to stall while the bus arrives? Yeah, yeah, hold on. Let me, let me read your fortune, your, um... I, I got to predict how this is going to be. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I am a very good comic. We'll let this deck of cards decide. And they pull out a 
hill made deck of like colored card like colored on cards with some with marker some with gel pens got a couple sharpies um you name it crayon pastel watercolor it's uh it's eclectic um not all the cards are wrecked like the same shape um <laughs> the edge yeah it's it's um well made with love and they kind of shuffle it haphazardly a couple drop onto the ground oh okay we'll worry about those later um pick a card glamtron all right uh is anyone else here to witness this i I, yeah i think i think definitely we're on time for the bus that that makes sense. great yeah yeah i think he canvas late i do think he canvas late for the bus um (laughs) so not he hasn't arrived yet great all right so this is interesting because your uh, your tarot cards are kind of their own thing and probably wouldn't use any stats. So I think what I'm going to say is roll a straight d6, one d6, okay. and if it is uh, a six, it will be uh, the most positive card. If it is a one, the most negative card. Four. All four. right. So narratively, what is this card for Glamtron's comic performance so we're going like neutral positive i think that they pulled the seven of candy oh and it's a card that was made with pencil crayons kind of looks like a messy confetti but alaska assures you that this is the seven of candy okay so you can decide what this card means to you but i think that it means you could do stand up and maybe you'll get some candy thrown at you I think I may be a better stand-up comic than bus. Ha! <laughs> that was funny. Yep, yep, you got this. See? Very funny. And walks up, or walks up, <laughs> Roomba's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a uh, uh, nearby kid, ends up by Minnie's feet and just says, knock, knock. Oh, oh, I love these. Uh, who's there? Animon. Anamon who? Anamon, your best companion. Ha 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 Glamtron does uh, keep circling around to the other kids, making this exact same joke over no, and over again. Same one. It's a really yes. tight five. It's just yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think while that's happening, Alaska's going to kind of like look around the the bus stop and notice that Akimba is not here um, and shuffle over to Max. So like. Is today a day off that I don't know about? Are we going to get some snow that I should predict accurately? (laughs) The gears of capitalism don't stop for anything that they can't, that they can't force to make work the way they do. You are always correct. Wow. I did that answer the question of, if Akimba's coming to school, though? What I mean is, if somebody's not coming, it's because it's because they can't, not because someone let them stay home. Yeah, I totally follow. Um, <clears throat> Minnie, Minnie, there you are, Minnie. 
is it a snow day or will it be a snow day today? Well, it's not winter time, so I don't think no. so. But I mean, maybe it could be possible. I'm mostly asking because Ikemba isn't here and I kind of would like the day off so I could help at home. And uh, by home, I do mean the forest that I live in with uh, two deer and um, there's probably a baby fawn. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, I will say, too, this is a very small town, Bassinet, and it is one neighborhood, one school bus stop, one school uh, that is just kind of split into different hallways for different ages. And Minnie and Max, you can see your mom on the phone in the front window of your house with someone, talking very frantically with a lot of hand gestures. And despite the fact that Glamtron rolls back up to Alaska saying, it is now 8.40, the bus is over five minutes late. Oh, wow. That's too many minutes. But I don't want anybody to be sad about it. Did your... Oh, and like, they want to truly ask if like Glamtron's humor brightened people's day, but you look around and nobody is brightened. Hmm. <laughs> At this point, uh, Max and Minnie, your mom steps out onto the porch and she just kind of says, Hey, kids. Um, so in a wild turn of events, uh, school is canceled today. Um, so the cat bus will not be coming to pick everyone up. Uh, and work at the cafe also canceled today. So, um, I'm home. I would say whatever you need to do, just be home by lunch for... Sandwiches, okay? Just, uh, play for a minute. I've, I've got a few more phone calls to make. All right, Mom. Is everything okay? Everything is fine, Max. Um, just fine. I, I think Minnie, like, looks up at Max with the, with the clear, I don't think shit's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Look. Max, Max just turns around. He's not looking at Minnie, but he's, like speaking at Minnie and says, <gasps> she's lying to us. I, I, I mean, she probably got a good reason to, but I, I, this is weird. This is weird. We should probably check, check in, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> like looking down the, like, I think standing on tiptoes and looking down the road to see if Akimbo's like anywhere close by. It was like, of course, she's got a good reason. According to our society, we're incomplete people because they can't extract labor from us yet. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do we want to walk to our friend's house? Because, like, uh, if we have a school day, it's basically a snow day. So we need to all be together. Yes, great idea. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yes, good ideas. Y'all can see your mom on the phone in the window again, gives you a very forced smile and wave as uh, you head down the street. Um, I will say too, uh, it is pretty easy to uh, send these other kids home. There are at least some other uh, kids while they're 
not as old as you, Alaska. They are able and capable enough of walking the short block to your house, and it's easy to see them on their way and make sure they arrive safely. It's a practiced uh, method where, like, the older kids make, like, a little square around the younger ones, and they kind of herd them across the street safely and, like, through... All the young kids hold hands, you know. Yes. Uh, Everyone in a group travels to and from the bus stop. And you're all... Three of you, I suppose, headed to Akemba's house. Now, again, small neighborhood. You're all at least familiar with where each of you lives, even if you haven't necessarily been there before. Mm-hmm. You are able to find Akemba's house easily. Knock on that door right away. I think exactly Bang. as you knock on the door, the door swings open and you see Ikemba with a bag, like a bag on his shoulder, skateboard in hand, rushing out like runs right into you alaska <laughs> oh what are, you, what are you doing here ow. ow oh i'm i wanted to check up on you um like are you ow are you okay i i, I am I, I i don't i don't think my sister is um why are you all here uh it's a snow day but like without the snow you know, looks around in confusion at the severe lack of snow <laughs> and just then back to Alaska and just goes, okay, I don't understand. I need help. And it's going to grab Alaska's hand and and look to Max and Minerva and then kind of like does a double take at Minerva and goes, you're here too? Oh, no. And then we'll rush up, <laughs> dragging Alaska yeah. um, with, <laughs> with them to his sister's room. Yeah. Okay. He follows. Yeah. Yeah. In this time this morning between you trying to wake your sister up and actually, you know, kind of waking up on time today, all things considered, mm-hmm. you are still late to the bus stop because you could not wake your sister up. She is still just fully asleep. And like leads all of you to her bedroom and it's kind of like immediately pacing back and forth. And I think. I think Arc Angle is also pacing like in mirror image to them as they're saying like, I've tried to wake her up for the past like 20, 30 minutes and nothing happened. I'm pretty sure the alarm's been going on off for at least an hour and a half and she's still asleep. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Is she dead? She's still breathing. So I don't think she's dead. And her animal is gone. I think that is where um, Max like clues in that like something Something is up and looks a little bit more worried. And Glamtron rolls into the room and just says, Uh-oh. You know something about this, Glamtron? Do I know something about this? And just kind of like spins a little bit so that all of their eyes kind of make contact with those of Sorinir, Borkifer, and Archangel. And Soranir says, no, absolutely not. No. Uh, can, can I request that Soranir be nonverbal? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. yes. Okay, sure. Soranir just kind of shakes their head. Mm. No words, but eye contact with Glamtron's many eyes. I, I, I like to imagine that Borkifer has like gotten onto the bed and like shoved head underneath. Uh, it can be sister's head, and it's just like checking vitals, I guess, as as sure. a golden retriever can. <laughs> so we've tried loud noises. <laughs> we've tried poking and nudging. 
Mm-hmm. I shook her a lot. Okay, we've tried That's the extent taking... of my medical expertise. Oh, Max, I thought you would know more. What about if we jumped on the bed? Or would that qualify as shaking? I'm pretty sure the same thing as shaking. Oh, I should have listened in biology class. They, they must have covered this in biology. Um, I've read about things like this. Uh, adults, older kids, uh, people who who are almost about to go into the system. It's It's a condition called burnout where... They just work you too hard and you can't get up anymore. I mean, I mean, she has been working really hard lately, um, doing a lot of overtime, I guess. Um, That's it. Overtime and burnout go hand in hand. Okay. Uh, well, how, how do we fix it? How do we fix yeah. it? I mean, What's the solution. Fix the system. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know how to fix the system. Um, I mean, people will say time off and uh, change around the workload, but that only serves the bad system that created the problem. I mean, we're all getting the day off, it seems. A lot of the people in my ha- in the forest of deers didn't show up to take care of the other deers. So, like, it's almost a town-wide day off. Mm. When mm. you say that, um, Ikemba, like, looks to Alaska and just goes, wait, wait, so schools aren't, what What else is happening? Is other people, are other people not waking up? Is this a town-wide thing? Mom said work at the cafe wasn't, wasn't on, and... Yeah, that, like, never happens. Like, that never happens. does never happen. Hmm. At this point, Borkifer nudges up so that their head appears from under... Ikemba's sister's arm and just says, we should say something. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Dreaming by Solo. Negative Thoughts by Craig Allen Fravel. God Remembers by Anthony Catacoli. And Mission Complete from Lindo. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online anywhere at The Other Tracy. Hey heroes, that's our episode. I've been Renee Rhodes, and this has been part two of Animon's story and my audition adventure for the One Shot podcast host position. We'll be back with part three, but before that, I'd like to leave you with a call to action. For this week, do something for yourself. Whether it's taking a day off of social media, playing your favorite video game for an hour, or simply lighting a candle at dinner, do at least one thing for yourself. The world is exhausting, and we have fights ahead of us still, including fights for workers' rights, trans rights, reproductive rights, and too many more to list in this podcast outro. So do something kind for yourself to help you recover, rest, recoup, and weather what's ahead and continue the fight. Take care of yourselves, heroes. Be sure to check out the show notes, too, for links to the game we played, as well as the cast socials and other projects, like Kiana Shaw can be found on a variety of social media platforms. Go support them!
As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.